0: I'm Jim Wills, and this is the Art Unknown podcast, where we feed your soul with art.
1: Here comes the breaking
0: that never ends. Here comes. The... I care about art because it is a fundamental way of people expressing themselves. Your story and who you
1: are, and your journey as an artist, is part of what's going to make your art valuable art really fundamentally connects us as, as humans. Art's that historical
0: capture of time. It freezes it for you and jogs your memory and makes you happy. The music in general is just, it's universal. It's that thing that we can all connect over. When
1: leave here, there's still no going back. There's only so much I can
0: Hey, all you beautiful people out there in the world, make sure you listen to the very end of this episode and you'll find an exclusive gift just for podcast listeners. So this week on the podcast, our singer songwriter series, it's not really series. This is the second one in a row, but our singer songwriter series of two continues. And I am here today with Zia Land. She is a Norwegian singer songwriter and music producer originally from Norway, who moved to LA at the age of 19 to pursue her career, pursue her dreams. And she's now back in Norway during these COVID times. I'm so excited to talk to her about her music, about her life, and about her journey. And uh, Zia. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Pleasure <laughs> to be here.
0: Uh, it's a pleasure exciting. to have Exciting. Yes, Exciting.
1: Ma'am. Exciting to do something like now during the... Everybody living on Corona Street. That's right.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, You know, we always start this podcast out with an inspiration, something that inspires you. And that can be anything. There's no limits to that. So uh, what I'm looking for is something that inspires you, that you carry with you throughout your day to motivate you to get out of bed, to do your music, to do your life, to live in Zia land. What have you got? anything
1: anything anything god that's broad
0: well tell me this all right let me ask you this yeah yeah what music are you listening to these days
1: (laughs) okay
0: let's start there so
1: let's let's start there and go backwards move backwards Yeah. (laughs) yeah you know what i'm so bad (laughs) Uh, Okay, so she is a, uh, so she's, um, right now, she's my favorite composer uh, by far. She's an Icelandic composer. She did like the, you know, uh, Sicario, the Chernobyl, like, so she did the, um, oh, she did the Joker. And you know what? Her name escapes me, which is pathetic, really, but she is astonishingly brilliant. And I can't really remember what it was that I heard, like where I heard her first composition, but it was for film. I remember that I was just, I stopped dead in my trap, Like I needed to stay, you know, like you're at the movie theater, you know, credits roll, like, you know everybody yeah. yep let's we're done let's we're moving out like we're done we don't need to stay for this like it's just it's just fucking words and people and who cares about them but right. um <laughs> but the music obviously like the music came on. i was like i cannot leave like i got i have to listen. i gotta stay to listen to this and i stayed for the duration of the whole thing until like oh, yeah you, you know
0: what anyway, film was it do you remember so, the film
1: uh no that, that i can't remember uh, but I remember that it just floored me. And I'm like, "That I, this is whoever the hell this is, like, I, amazing. So I've just, and what's interesting is whenever I've, um, so for instance, Chernobyl, which is like a, which is like a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. yep. The, I didn't know that she had composed for it. And the moment the music starts, I'm going, I can feel it's her. So you know, oh, she's yeah, got this yeah. very distinct, and I love that absolutely love
0: that well, anyway I, uh, you'll have to help me with the yeah. pronunciation i looked her up while you're chatting and so oh, uh, yeah the, the only person from iceland i know that's a singer or a composer is bjork uh-huh. and so I, I guess everybody knows her but uh hilder, Gu, hilder. to Gunated, something like that
1: she's the one who yeah, composed okay. chernobyl hilder, so.
0: yeah yes Hild- yes yeah that's older uh, we apologize for destroying your last name but good good yep. to near something along those lines i know exactly yes. what you mean though like you you recognize her musical style once you heard it a few times yes it's,
1: yeah it's uh, like it's like listening to billy Holiday for the first time then when you hear it again it's like oh that's billy Holiday. you
0: know it yeah yeah this this mm. woman uh hilder has touched your soul in some way yes so speaking of and, uh, go ahead
1: you know, and then I was going to say, so I'm like, that's like composition, like, you know, composer-wise, that's like, that's my go-to right now. Yeah. And then I will do like, uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot of Tyler, the creator, and Childish oh, Gambino. And yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, there's this amazing uh, other artist from the East Coast, 070, Shake. Just, oh, seven she, she, she got something else. She is yeah. something else. She's a yeah. force yeah like there's there's a lot like and then i love (laughs) like i love like i'll 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 do billy holiday i'll do nina simone i'll do you know why wouldn't you yeah you know i'll do honey i'll do dean martin you know like (laughs) i'll put the whole like i love the whole saint louis like the the whole rat pack you know with a very young quincy jones oh yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) very young Quincy Jones very sexy
0: sure yeah that's good well you know speaking of soulful your your music up to date I've listened to some of your music and a couple albums it has a very soulful quality to it and I want to I want to get into where you're where you're at today and where you're going today but before we do would you tell us your musical journey your story in becoming Zia Land and the fabulous music that you've been putting out.
1: Okay. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for enjoying it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fairly soulful. I started as as most kids do, you know. Parents think that oh, you're growing up and you should learn something like <laughs> violin or a piano, which you know I did. And um, I grew up in a in a small town in in Norway, and and there came a point with you know learning all these classical pieces that. You know and the first piece that I really um learned by heart was you know Beethoven and, and the Moonlight Sonata that was like that was the first you know piece you know piece
0: yeah
1: and at a certain point I felt like the classical world it pretty you know sure. Sure. It, 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 gorgeous there's a you know there are people that oh that that's the that's their work like that's the that's their jam you know that's their jam like Kanye (laughs) West or or you know whatever Billie Eilish is for somebody else right so fair enough I just shift I'm like this is not really I like I like it but I don't really want to continue it wasn't your jam it wasn't it wasn't it didn't continue being my jam um right, right. I, I suddenly realized I had a choice. So when I became I don't know, I don't know how old I was, maybe 13 or something, 13, 14. I was like, I need I wanna stop the classical situation and then I wanna move on to something else. And so so the next thing was like jazz. But due to my location, there weren't very many people that, at least at that time, you know, it, you know, wasn't a lot of options. So I got this, you know, whatever, 18, 19 year old kid who was waiting himself to get to university. And uh, he gave me, I don't know, six months worth. And then he had, then I had to stop. And uh, so then I stopped learning piano, but I kept on playing So I wasn't going to a teacher, but I kept on playing. And I remember I would uh, come home and I would sit at the piano. Nobody would be home uh, after school. And uh, I would sit there and noodle. And at one point, I just remember this thought, you know, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I think I'm really good. Like, this makes me feel so good. And I I can do what, like, composers can do. And, like, that can't be that hard, whatever. And then my mom would come home, and she would, like, stomp through the house and yell down for me to, like, stop playing that fucking emotional music already. <laughs> and so I would be like, what? But This makes me feel so good. Anyway. So, so cut to, I am about 18, and I... So I I grew up traveling a lot, traveling a lot around. My father was a pilot. He was a captain for an airline. And so he would take us traveling every single year. Amongst those places were LA and California. So uh, when I was 18, I went to California by myself, traveling around, hitting everything from New Orleans to Miami to uh, LA to Las Vegas, as you do. And... (laughs) I'm saying that to say when I was on my way back now, honey, you know, this is the time when, like, you had like one screen for everyone to, you know, to watch. Like, you couldn't choose, you know, uh, <laughs> smoking was in the back of the planes. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> that was the situation
1: day. back in the day, like in the good old days. So, you know, there was no choice. And, and I was by myself. And on the way back, they uh, showed a movie called My Immortal Beloved. And Mm. the movie is a depiction of Beethoven and his life. Yeah. And uh, Gary Oldman plays Beethoven in it. And then you have Isabella Rossellini and you have like a beautiful cast. And it's gorgeous, gorgeously, you know, this very, uh, you know, the cinematography of it. Beautiful. And there's a scene in that movie and I don't know how close I was from like how many hours away I was from, you know, touching down my home country at that point. But I remember watching this movie and when it came to the scene that shows Beethoven played by Gary Oldman sitting at this massive, beautiful piano with his head Leaning against the piano, playing the Moonlight Sonata, and for the same the duration of the entire scene, you're hearing the Moonlight Sonata. It's a it's a build up to it, right? And then, for me, like the moment is when you realize that he cannot actually hear what he is playing, so he's just feeling the vibration of it, but he can't hear it. Right. And that moment hit me like a ton of bricks and i cried the rest of the way home mm. i was bawling my entire my entire everything on the cellular level understood what it would mean if i could no longer hear music mm. let alone do it but if i lost that ability it was like my life appeared before me and going, well, of course, then you're supposed to do music. There is actually nothing else that you need to do. You Th- know this what? This is it.
0: That sounds like an inspiration. <laughs> oh, honey.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was. It was
0: yeah. inspiration.
1: Yeah. It was also a little bit painful.
0: Sure, <laughs> but sure, then again, sure.
1: Inspiration can be
0: painful, sure. Absolutely. So that was kind of a turning point when you were like... I'm meant to that was music. a
1: pivotal moment yes yep that was the moment where I realized that oh 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 I'm supposed to that's what my life is that's what I'm supposed to do
0: now are you already singing at that point were you singing at that point or mostly just playing
1: listen I was a part of this gospel and I just thought I'll I'll be a part of this gospel choir because it's got you know a couple of cute boys in it but i can't sing for shit <laughs> so it's great that i'm in a choir
0: because i can just
1: hide in right, between sure. everybody else who can sing super well
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: and then i kind of discovered that oh maybe i maybe i can sing a little bit
0: right right
1: that right. came later so after i saw that movie I came home and i quit my job i quit everything, and all i did was um so my boyfriend at that time he had a very extensive uh, i would i would almost call it like a little a musical library, so he had everything from you know uh, lord uh Mingus to Joni Mitchell to uh Mariah Gary to Whitney Houston to Shade to mm. I mean you know John Coltrane to Miles Davis it, it was a very um you know it's a very broad his scope and and I would literally just because I'm like I don't know I know that I don't want to go to the conservatorium I don't I know that I don't want to go to a school to like to learn chords that i feel this is just my opinion this is just (laughs) me right but like sometimes i feel like people that come out of the conservatorium conservatorium it's like uh really you're gonna play me that chord again like you got nothing else you got nothing new to say like really like it it bores it's like to me it's boring as bad shit anyway we all got to start someplace i just knew that that wasn't for me so then of course then well then what is what is there well then honey you need to do it the hard way and it's gonna take you longer but that's your choice sure so uh my hard way was literally listening to these records that my boyfriend at the time had like i would listen to any of the records and i would listen to a song so let's say a song that uh, would be one of the more uh, well-known songs of said person or artist um or band and i would play the song again and again and again and i would mm. first i would uh kind of i don't know how you would phrase it but i would tune into like just listening to what the drums were doing then sure. i would play it again and just listen to the piano then i would play it again and just listen to the vocal then just the bass and i would do that and i had no idea what the f- the hell i was doing of course now in hindsight what is interesting to me is that i am using the same way of listening mix wise right right, so like in a mixing sense that is what you do you 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 you, uh you separate the sounds and you go hmm, and what does this sound do and should it do that or should it do something else
0: yeah yeah you you, so, you were laying the groundwork there to be a future producer.
1: There you go, honey. I had no yeah. idea. I was just glorious <laughs> no but that's the ross.
0: Well, you know, like growing up for me playing, I played percussion, you know, my whole life as a, as a kid in school and whatnot. And I so I got really good at doing that with specifically percussion, listening to music and hearing the drums, hearing the percussive notes, whatever that instrument may be. And mm-hmm. and I did I thought everybody was that way you know I'm like oh I, I can pick out the drums I thought everybody could pick out the beat the drums, and then I'd meet people and I'd say you hear that hear that drum part, you know do do and they'd be like I, what are you talking about, and so I yeah. it it took me a while to realize that oh a lot of people don't have that ability or haven't trained themselves, to be able to pick out those different parts of the music you have to listen really closely, over and over and over again as you did and so that's so how did that transition then to to the singing voice. Did you sing along with this music, or?
1: Well, like, no, not at that time. That came later. Uh, so, um, so then a year after that, I. <laughs> this is another story, but essentially, somebody broke into uh, my apartment. So we, within that year, I had um, just solely dedicated myself to, you know, again grasping at straws, doing whatever I, I thought I. The ideas that, uh, that came to me of like, oh, I can do this. So, for instance, mm-hmm. writing was another thing. And so then, when you know my apartment got you know broken into, uh, robbed, I felt very yucky. Of course, it was violated, like in a mental, yeah, it totally violated. And and again, pivotal moment in that I was kind of just. I remember walking around the apartment, just looking at the mayhem um, that was kind of left behind and not feeling much like cleaning any of that up and glancing down and next to my bed there were like a stack of some books so I've been writing writing notes da, 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 all to do with music lyrics and I just thought you know what honey if you 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 feel like you got something if you think that you really got something like really then fucking do something about it and maybe now is that time mm. and then about 36 hours later i had sold whatever i could sell and i was on a plane to la wow i just went fuck it what what do i have to lose
0: yeah 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 Mm. why did you why did you choose la over
1: oh because i'd been there before because i had some no because i had some friends there i initially wanted to go to new york but i didn't know anyone there so it was easier to land uh and uh you know, because it's also a little bit a matter of Lord, I I don't know this city and how right. it's like finding those keys right to to un to understanding the place and the that, that you're in. And that's, of course, easier when you have other people that understand how to navigate the city.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: the animal it is. Mm.
0: So did you work as a waitress then or in a restaurant like all actors New do? Dog. Or do you, you bypass dog. that? I'm past it. <laughs> I'm curious what you did when you got to LA that propelled you into into music that you're able to find success in music.
1: Well, first of all, I already knew I was going to LA for you know for music, so it, that right. was a, right. sort of like okay, this is this is my purpose, so that, that's what I'm doing. Did a few things like one. So for me, the industry illusion, if mm-hmm. you will, to, to me. Like how it's sort of intrinsically, uh, you, you know, it's kind of uh, linked together. The idea of uh, music, rock star, uh, you know, money and party.
0: Yeah.
1: Never, you know, that was not interesting to me. What it, What was deeply interesting to me was how do I unlock and uh, release whatever um musically creatively that i can feel that is inside me so right. fuck partying so i would hardly drink but what i would do is i would i would go to um for instance house of blues or i would go to uh essentially different places to hear music concerts sure. and i sure, would sure. Eat, kind of do the same thing i would like observe and watch what everybody was doing i would pay equal amount of t- attention to the bass player as i would the drummer as i would the singer um maybe it's, i would kind of maybe find the singer the least interesting or oh, whatever i was interested in the whole thing not yeah not just oh i'm here to get my groove on which of course you do as well another thing that i actually would do from a perhaps a A singer performance perspective was I discovered the comedy store. So I used to go to the comedy store a lot because Uh I found it interesting that, so to me, comedy is, you know, just sort of like the purest form of entertainment in that you only have one person Mm-hmm. You don't have a band. If if like a singer, if you have a shitty night, you can kind of lean on the the band can be great, and you can kind of coast by, and you can get away with it. And some people in the audience might not even know. If you're right, a comedian, right. you either you bomb <laughs> or you don't. You know what right, I mean? Like right, there's right. no kind of. So I would go there to watch, and then I would see and witness how some comedians would like come back like even though they bombed horribly the week before like they would come back again and again and again and again and they wouldn't care like that 10 minute slot or five minutes they would fucking grab it and you know what i mean the the, the fire the fire in your belly they're like i'm not giving this this does something to me and it that thing is greater than the horrible feeling of bombing in front of all these people like it's still m- massive enough for me to want this enough you know to come back to get another flogging if that's what i need you know like right, if that's right. what kind of befalls me
0: because the and, drive there to to be a successful comedian for them was still greater than the pain they experienced because they sucked on stage that night and exactly Got booed off or whatever. Yes. Have you ever and tried you have know, you ever done an open mic or no?
1: Yeah, I have.
0: Yeah, open I like comedy, comedy open mic or?
1: Oh no, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> why would I do that? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a comedian. I'm uh, I, I I'm an artist. Yeah. <laughs> an artist, little bit, artist.
0: The record collection that you talked about, the boyfriend, was this this was all in Norway. And then after the break-in, this this was in Norway. And that's what prompted you to say you know, I'm going to pursue music and I'm not going to find it here. I'm going to go to LA. Is that right? Yes. Yep. I didn't feel very
1: connected. Yeah. I didn't feel very connected to, to where I was at and and the people I had around me. So, uh, and, and, uh, having experienced other parts of the world, I knew that, you know, I needed something more bigger, vibrant, uh, something where that I could get lost into, to, to, uh, to, uh, to redefine, or to define myself. Sure, Yeah, and find it. Since that Beethoven, Gary Oldman moment, Yeah. it just unlocked an understanding that I still have today that you're fucking amazing. The gifts that you have within you are extraordinary. You might not be at the place yet where you are able to wield those gifts in a coherent manner, because you don't have the tools to express that yet in the way or shape or form in which you would like to to hear it or see it but just by doing it you will learn and you will end up getting there There has been an equal amount of an understanding of my own gifts because to me, whether it was that moment sitting and noodling at the piano and being immersed in those feelings that my mother could not handle listening (laughs) to, it's, it's to me, I'm not religious, but it's like church. It's, sure. it's a communion with uh, the, the purest, uh, most powerful, effervescent goddess part of myself. It's yeah. like the Trinity. It's like when you're, <laughs> it's like the best sex you can have, you know, when you're creating that triangle, God, you know, me, you and God, you know, it's right, the, right. it's the, it's the in breath. It's the out breath. It's, it's, it's just, it's just holy. Right. Uh, yeah. So that that holiness within me, the effortlessness in being able to connect with that every time I am by the piano, or now when I am producing, or I am, you know, it it, it comes back to me, and I I, I feel it's a, it's an undeniable part of me that regardless mm. what is happening externally to me, uh, it it never wavers so that has been my anchor yeah. always yeah and so from that anchor though one can say that uh, or argue that music is the most ephemeral and the most elusive of all art forms because you cannot touch it you can only feel it you can you 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 uh, experience yourself as a emotional intelligent you know human being you know when you're listening to music it does that wherever you are in life that is what it does it it can help unlock it can help heal it can help transform when we're going through a breakup what the fuck do we listen to well we listen to more fucking sad songs because it does something to kind of knit us back together again right and so then Having that anchor within me, it then has allowed for trusting implicitly the, uh, the unfolding of myself, of my journey, because mm. nothing happens in the vacuum. So right. whether it, it was me in, you know, in Australia, going to an, an art like a gallery show and, you know, it was, a, I can't, remember, it was, a, it was a painter and it, suddenly the thought hits me. Oh, I wonder what, because, you know, gallery places there, you know, the, you know, spark, white walls, uh, the lighting right. is just so, and so there's only space for the art. And in that moment I thought, um, Oh, what would it have been like if I was an artist, a painter, and I was for a year, I was just in a white room. What would I create from that <laughs> vacuum? Right, right. And then of course that immediately translated to, well, you're a musician in your world. That would mean you need to not listen to any music. So I did that for a year right. or I thought I was going to do it for a year. <laughs> I ended up doing it for like six years. I didn't oh. listen to any music. Wow. Because Were I, Were you creating to music see- then? Yes. Because I wanted okay. to see what then comes up in me because I would be, We're all as we're in the world. I mean, we hear sounds all the time, whether that be cars, you know, birds, conversations, even music from, you know, things that we've listened to from beforehand. And I wanted to see and give way for what, whatever was maybe more unique to me, so that I wouldn't just be wondering if I'm there at the piano composing something and then singing something am I just regurgitating something that I that I heard on the radio like three weeks ago is this that Ariana Grande song is that the oh is that like a mm -hmm, like oh I think I've heard this thing before you know
0: right 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 um
1: so So you were
0: you were trying to step outside of that and and uh, just to back up a little bit you you had mentioned kind of that triad and being mm -hmm. connected to Deepak Chopra calls connected to spirit you know and it's the same i think of like right you know people who are connected to their god or their their higher power it's that same and so you were getting in touch with that so that you know And i think it's deeper than we there's the the phrase thrown out a lot in america especially today is is getting in the zone i think it's deeper than that even and that's when things happen right that's when miracles happen that's when creation happens
1: yes if there was no other external um, at least conscious musical input, what then would come from me? And then in, you know, so for instance, you have moments like that, you know, that has an indelible effect on your own, you know, creative artistic journey, like whatever mm-hmm. our choices are, it, it all, my, my point in bringing that up as, you know, as an example is just to show that, you know, whatever our choices are, that becomes the input that then turns into food soul food you know yeah. mind food for you know what it everybody said you that will then come later you know what what the the then conversely the output then becomes you know
0: sure 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 so and what what came out of that what what grew out of that six years of creation oh, without
1: well what came out of that was uh, the light below
0: okay
1: and and so that, that's a record that i put out in 2014 and also what i wanted to do with that record for instance and, and what i've enjoyed since is i enjoy creating what i call containers prior to me uh, starting a project so for instance with the light below i wanted to see okay so it was also partly uh, a financial thing as well because you know making a record ain't Motherfucking cheap um <laughs> you know always so sure, sure. so one of the big things that bleeds the most money when you're making a record is is drums essentially like you know if you're going to do like the way that I was doing it I really like the whole you know the acoustic situation which means you then need to have a drummer for x amount of days and that's fine in itself but but to record it you need to have a good studio you need sure. to have a good good drum room in order for that to be the most juicy and I love I love gear I love studios I you know I love bringing it's it's another part it becomes another it's like uh, hiring another musician it's just that you know you don't really know that it's there right so the studio space becomes that it's another actor involved so I was like oh so it's gonna take. it's gonna take the big chunk if I'm um, paying for a drum So what if one of the stipulations of my concept now of this container is, let me see if I can make a record that would make sense uh, that doesn't have any drums on it. Mm-hmm. That became like a premise, like, okay, no drums. So then, you know, how then to make it work, you know, even from a rhythmic perspective or, you know, whatever.
0: Drummers um, of the world. no. <laughs> um.
1: Listen, I love drummers and I love bass players. Like I'm, I, I ain't going anywhere. I'm just saying. Um, okay, good, good, good. You know, then cut to the next record where, like, I I spent you know two months rehearsing, and and it took me like three years to find the right drummer. And mm. I searched high and low, and I finally found him. And his his sort of uh, in the photography world, you know, you would say like somebody's eye. You know, like so yeah. someone, you know, so this met like his his feel he like he he plays with his yeah he plays with his everything and uh yeah just brilliant you know technically and but also just his feel just just beautiful yeah so you know I'll I'll, I don't mind waiting for the right people
0: Mm, um that's good
1: and uh yeah so then you know so 2018 that record you know I, I i ended up spending like two months rehearsing and then you know yeah three months working in the studio so um you know like wanting to do the whole um um acoustic uh it needed to be from ground up we go in there old school play it like a band and then i do the overdubbing afterwards and putting on the real strings real horns like yeah all of it
0: so uh how many how many albums have you put out to date that exist out in the world
1: right now darling i've uh, put out three records
0: you've got something in the works for 2021 that we had talked about before off the air and even having your bio on your website you're you're doing a shift it sounds like uh
1: oh honey in
0: in a new direction before we do that Uh, i want to i want to talk a little bit before we do i want to talk about your look because Oh yeah. This podcast oh. is an audio podcast. We're not going to have a video on it, but you and I can see each other. And you've got this great mohawk, green mohawk. Green. It's beautiful. Green. It's beautiful mm-hmm. green mohawk. And um, however, on most of the imagery. Looking that hot and flawless. You, that's right. Totally <laughs> flawless. The imagery I see on your Instagram and on your socials, mm-hmm. you're wearing this uh, cool headpiece in most of your photos. I only found two or three that didn't that you weren't wearing kind of a, a head wrap. And I wonder, mm-hmm. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that and what that signifies to you and, and Zia Land.
1: Oh, that has moved through some uh, shifts, that, that, the purpose in and that, and that. Okay. So it started prior to me moving to LA. I shaved my head, I, you know, and uh, so I shaved my head and... Mm-hmm. That was very freeing, and I loved it. But you know what? What do you do when you don't have any hair and you want to play, right? Normally, you would use your hair to play, like doing, you know, whatever mm-hmm. hairdos. Um, not having a hair, I started just, you know, wrapping things, like actually doing like these strange wraps where I would actually kind of tie them up, like you know, like uh, little. False, <laughs> you know like b- <laughs> what you would do with, with the hair you know that you know sometimes okay. they're like pigtails like da, da, da. and that became a part of actually you know when I was in LA I would do it then okay so then further down the line uh, I am um, in a relationship that uh, one could argue that I shouldn't have been and I end up having a daughter with said person that I okay. shouldn't have been with And this is at a time, it coincides parallel to how um, in my professional life, like, you know, I now have a manager. Uh, Some of my music is now being played on, you know, TV and film, um, you know, sync wise. And so it's going, like everything I worked for is fantastic. And in my personal life, everything else, but (laughs)
0: isn't that often the case
1: (laughs) yes (laughs) professionally things are
0: stellar and personally things are in the shitter
1: yeah yeah very it was very incredibly in the shitter to the point where i ended up taking my child and leaving and then not looking back and Mm. in that on you know which meant I couldn't be visible. I couldn't be visible to the world. I, uh, I uh, couldn't speak to my family. I, I needed to cut uh, everyone and everything off. Um, so I went into hiding. I went, uh, as you would say, on the run. Not something I would suggest people doing that carried, you know, its own set of pain and trauma. But uh, I chose, and I knew that I chose that, that my own um, that type of trauma over the trauma that I that I would have been facing on a daily level if I had stayed. And of course, in that realization and still being in LA, everything going well, professionally, it became abundantly clear to me that at the end of the day it was more important to protect. My child and myself—you know—we were more important and our health and and everything than 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 my career essentially. And I was willing to give that up. And yes, so that that was hard because I was literally leaving a whole life—not not just a whole life of everything I'd built for almost ten years in LA. But you know, I didn't know if I was going to see my parents again, my grandparents, everybody, anyone. Um, mm. And so that's how deep I went into it because I knew the ramifications, uh, the legal ramifications for that was extreme. And, but I was willing to, uh, I was willing to do that for my child And and all along throughout this was a sort of like a, I would just pray, like, just, just give me. First, just give me first seven years. And then it was like, oh my God, just give me, give me, give me seven, give me, give me as much time as you can so that she can be, so that my child could be as intact as possible as a, as a human being uh, in case of anything traumatic happening. Hmm. And so in that space, the head wrap I found. Strangely enough, cause you know, you can have a lot of thoughts throughout a day in any normal circumstance. And then when you are faced with uh, a situation where you need to look over your shoulder um, every day, where you never feel the, the, the ground being solid underneath your feet, that you don't, that, that you're not safe, the head wrap became, it it, made, it felt better when I was wearing it. Yeah. And it was as if it's it sort of, uh, you know, I'm sure that if Security you were blanket. to look at like spirit, spiritual, yeah, spiritual scriptures or whatever, they would explain it, you know, better than what I am currently. But it felt like it contained, like I could, it contained my energy. It, mm. it contained, uh, it sort of, um, yeah, it created a container and where, I guess my my head wasn't didn't feel so busy, it didn't feel so chaotic. Uh, It was easier to calm calm (laughs) calm the mind. It was like a almost like an intention of okay, honey, bring it back down. You're good. (laughs) Everything's fine. Yeah. So that's that's what it became. So it's a spirit. So now it's a it is a spiritual. Undefined thing. I I like to just see it as my crown. That's what I say when people ask, like, why the head wrap. I just go, it's my crown.
0: Okay, it's your crown. It's
1: it's, I'm a, I'm a queen, and that's my crown.
0: I love it. I love it. Mm. Is that going to be? You think you're going to carry that look moving forward to this new album, or are you shedding that? You mean stain? the head wrap? The head, sure.
1: The my my crown.
0: Is that um, Z, is well, that Zia's crown eternal? You think or.
1: Well, in ZLN, that's the situation. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the crown is, that's a, that's a ZLN kind of thing. Like, welcome okay. to the world. And, and, and I'm, I, I'm owning, um, this, is, this is how my expression is. Well, as you see me now, I have a, I have a green mohawk. And in not too long, I'm going to get a tattoo on the side of my head. So I think it's uh, safe to say that I'm shedding that skin mm. into something else. Yeah, uh, and of course that goes hand in hand with uh, the new music that I've been uh, secretly working on behind closed doors that no one has heard, and and uh, I I can't wait for people to get on that ride. Not, and I'm I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Like how? Like okay, so it's it's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. To imagine that no one knows that that this is, comes from ZLN and then going into this this new thing, but it's also equally um, fascinating to be thinking of if people know me as ZLN and what in the world they're gonna do with all that energy that is going to be thrust upon them in not too long. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Are you going to publish this music as Zia Land or are we choose? No, it's going to be completely different.
1: It needs a, a new moniker. I realized because it's so, it's so, one hundred and eighty degrees different. It's yeah. it's a whole other animal. Yeah.
0: Since we're talking about it, can you give me any more details on it? When when is it going to be ready? When will we hear the first pieces of it?
1: The first piece will per right now will be released in October. Okay, and uh, then a couple of more months later, there will be another single. And I would call what I have done up until now. I would call that cinematic soul pop, but I will cinematic would call- soul pop cinematic soul pop is very cinematic it's very soulful there's an element of pop there's like you know a little bit old school i don't know i don't know in there
0: uh acoustic (laughs) you know
1: zero acoustic very pretty landscapey you know shit ton of harmonies you know it's like uh maybe what you would think of you know when you see paintings of Degas you know it's It's that. It's pretty. It's like, mm, but it's also melancholic, and it's oh, there's emotions. But it's pretty. Makes you cry. It make you cry a little bit. (laughs) But uh, now I'm changing it up, and uh, I would call that. I I think I need to find like a three word situation for it. But so far, I've come up with uh, some words to describe it, like industrial, electro gritty technicolor hyperpop so we're taking a whole yeah this is a whole new thing
0: that's that's a a completely different direction a completely different completely different zia what made you decide to go in a different direction this way like you're ready to try something completely new sounds like was there a catalyst Um, well
1: as as artists or as human beings we have different sides to us right so sure. i i just kind of one day i just kind of went you know what honey like okay fuck all this pretty like what about just <laughs> the the initial idea was like okay fucking make make a record that's just called ugly yeah a record that is called ugly and you know come on let's let's get ugly yeah. how can yeah, you yeah. get more ugly and explore that side let's, let's explore something that is more raw and and unrefined and lo-fi and you know <sighs> yeah. know not like I want to be making suicide boys like music but it's just <laughs> you know let's let's just do something up in here let's let's just sure, sure. do something and uh so I did just a very open-ended uh kind of um all right and again, back to the container. So this one is like, all right, don't add sh- shit ton of harmonies. Anytime it is that you would like to go where you're moving into something that is kind of pretty, whether that be chords or otherwise, like, f- just go, fuck it. No, we're not doing that. We're doing, we're moving over here. Like, okay, just stop it and shift or pause and choose something different.
0: Wow.
1: Um, so, But that also goes for like on everything on every level so so lyrically as well don't be so fucking nice nope we're not doing nice <laughs> we're not No, nope, not doing that we're gonna what 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 else can what else do you have to say what else other kind of language i guess okay so for me right i the essence is i wanted to explore other untapped parts of myself sure and part of that is because in society especially as women we are judged for like who we are not necessarily on the merits of what it is that we do like men are right so you know like oh you know oh you know great you know whatever sports it's it's the action for men and it's it's the feminine of you know like oh what we look like and oh Ooh, nice girl situation
0: right right and, right sure.
1: right so i wanted to push up against my own unconscious conditioning i wanted to use my musical entity who i am as, mm-hmm. as the creative me to as a i don't want to say necessarily as a catalyst but as a as as a vehicle to uh, to move into other parts of myself to okay. to give that credence to give that a platform in which to be in which to be raw and ugly and and find where that's juicy for me uh, giving myself permission to to you know Everything from the, from swearing to what I look like, I, honey. I wanted, I have wanted a fucking head tattoo, or like <laughs> since I was 20 and I was like on Venice Beach. I'm like, oh, I would really love to have a dragon on my shaved head, and I never did. And I'm like honey like no we're not not waiting anymore we're not waiting anymore we're doing some things and you're just gonna you're just gonna do it you're just not gonna second guess it anymore uh just say what you mean say say how you feel and don't worry about what other people think and feel about it and it's not just like in that kind of overt way it is also okay so for instance right when i am posting something whether that be on twitter or if it's on insta even though my family isn't on it, there's a part of me that will still go, oh, I, I can't say fuck or I can't, I can't, oh, if I say this, you know, oh, mm, there's some people in my family, they won't like this. You know, there's mm, this, mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not even something that I'm conscious of, but it's like, oh, I can feel that it's there and it's taught, telling me like, oh, maybe you shouldn't, it's there to sort of the, the, the confining of things you know the the social inflicted boxes that we are placed within in whatever given like family culture culture that we grow up in I mean it it happens regardless and then when we become adults it's up to us to to unbox that and and Find where do we begin and where do we end in that picture, and then the unfolding starts. Right, so to break free. Right, so then having that internal trajectory happening, creative trajectory, um, without necessarily a goal in mind. Right, I'm not creating something for a particular outcome. I am interested in my own becoming, mm. in, the, in the undoing of things that I feel no longer serve me. And then what happens when that falls away and, and the potency that then arises in my art in, and, and in myself as a woman, yeah, in myself yeah. as a, in the body that I inhabit, right? And also being a woman, right? I am no longer 21. In LA, being old, you know, like I'm not at the start of my career, I'm in the middle of it. And, right, honey, right. like I am making, I am fucking making just brilliant shit. Like, I am turned on by my damn self in my own house, <laughs> all by myself. I'll be like, oh my God, listen to that. And like, there's nobody here to, you know, like, you know, right, I'm not talking right, to right. anyone else except for myself and, you know, whatever. So, you know, there is that. There is also that aspect within the industry, right? Where as especially as women, we're told, like, well, you have a due date. If you are what I don't know what it is now, but maybe when you're like, I don't know, and 20s, you're you're done. Like, why would you think of continuing a career if you're not fucking successful at that point?
0: Right, right. And
1: then and then I always find solace in thinking of you can choose to define yourself within your own idea of like, you know, creating that art. To me, it's it's a lifetime thing. Sure. It's a marathon. It's not yeah. a sprint. It's a forever kind of thing. Yeah, I guess I was thinking of, of, the, of, of the industry and sort of the message how, as if we have a due date, which mm. of course mm. is just an illusion. That's not real at all. Like we don't have a due date. And I think, sure. of, you know, in any other art form, you know, like even in film, whatever, look at, look at any massive director, like you don't, you don't stop just because you're, like your age doesn't necessarily come into it. You right. know, it's interesting right. Right. how in, in music we are being kind of told that, oh, we hit 25, you're, you're done. Like you don't, shelf life. And I'm thinking, what is up with that? Of course not. We are creative for as long as we draw breath. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and we're, we're seeing, I think we're seeing it more and more. The shift as with anything in this world, I think, takes, unfortunately, sadly, takes longer for women to get that sort of recognition. But, you know, there's people in the film industry like like Clint Eastwood, who for years is an actor, and now he's, I think he's in his 90s even, or close to 90, and he's been a successful director for more mm-hmm. 30 years. Yep. It's still going on. And I mean, I don't Look know. Look at Redford. How much- Redford, yeah, same thing. And now we're mm-hmm. seeing that more and more with, well, slowly with women. But uh, Catherine Bigelow, for example, she's love uh, Catherine Bigelow. She's an elder director in age-wise, and but she's a powerful woman and she creates mm-hmm. still creating great movies. Yep, Madonna was another one that came to mind as a as a musical artist who mm. you know, she's still making music that people like, and she's gosh, she's got to be in her sixties at least.
1: Well, I mean, one area I, I will say that I, that I that I do appreciate is, you know, in the jazz world, you know, you had, hmm. look at uh, someone like... Uh, Ella Fitzgerald. You know, Shirley, sure. But, <laughs> you know, even more recent, like Shirley Horn.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure.
1: So it's that I'm not allowing the story in which is out there to define what i am supposed to do or 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 how i'm supposed to do it or to you know any because if i had i wouldn't be making what it is that i'm creating now and honey it's hot as hell jesus christ i'm good <laughs> like i i'm like i'm i yeah it's so good i'm having so much fun i love the fact that when you know i've played something for someone absolutely every single one gets this puzzled look on their face. They they don't know one how to define it number two Hmm. they're like i haven't heard anything like it and i'm not saying that it isn't like you know oh this is i'm certainly not reinventing the wheel in no way shape or form am i doing that but clearly or what is clear to me is that i have my own voice and it is as um solid as you know you listen to Miles, you know it's Miles. You listen to Ella, you know it's Ella. You listen to Tile the Creator, you know that it's him, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that definition of it. And I am not knocking my previous stuff by saying this, but in now in hindsight, when I do listen to like the last couple of records, the 14, one, and in, in 18, yep. It's pretty, it's beautiful, it's melancholic, it's gorgeous, there's a couple of the songs are fucking timeless, lovely. But I will say, I wasn't hella fucking unique. Like, <laughs> what is unique about it, right, is just my voice and, like, how sure. I'm using it in my, you know, yeah. I mean, that's when you know, like, oh, that, that's the yeah, LAM, right? So, that's, that's the only thing. But other than that, the platform wasn't unique. Like, yeah, yeah, acoustic, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, da-da-da, nice. Uh, again, I'm not knocking it. Like, I, I love some of those, stuff. like, they still touch me. But what I'm making now, it turns me on in a completely different way. Hmm. it is like I had I have um it took me this long uh, everything from the journey to going to LA having my child and literally living on the run from like FBI and Interpol and like there were manhunts and all kinds of shit like it got crazy up in there Ah, ah. and yes and so tumultuous time, but still doing music, still having the anchor in being creative, being able to be a fabulous mom, being able to still live a life that had a beautiful cadence to it and amazing people in it. And all those steps, musically speaking, creatively speaking, though it has been long in coming, has landed me now in this moment in this pivotal moment where I feel like I have finally come home to myself creatively
0: mm. speaking, that yeah. I am
1: now in a place where I am a force onto myself. I am able, production wise, to create a full picture uh, and then some th- th- cho- making choices, production choices, mixed yeah. choices. It's like, it's it's all come full circle. And, that's... yes?
0: No, go ahead, please. Like I said, that's powerful.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, and then in one way, like, I don't have any regrets about any of it. I, again, coming back to, you know, we're not islands unto ourselves. We are, you uh, um, whatever we experience becomes a part of the input. Sure. That then turns, digests and turns and morphs and transforms, you know? It's me transmuting that into, into beauty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so to me, the way I see it, my purpose in life is just to create beauty whether that be through music or the photography or my stories or, you know, or the videos that are coming, like, it's all about story. It's also all about now female empowerment. It's all about empowering, like creating a language through my music, through my songs in which will uh, imbue other women with a sense of feeling their own empowerment and okay. giving themselves permission to, to say, to do, to be. I mean, it's totally out of my hands, of course. Like,
0: I <laughs> don't have a
1: say, but that sure. is my intention.
0: Sure, 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 absolutely. So, so on that note, what do you hope to give back to the world as an artist?
1: Well, that.
0: I just, <laughs> I just said it, Jim. Hello. I just
1: said it. I just mentioned it.
0: Well, you're not listening. You know,
1: 14 sentences.
0: <laughs> well, do you feel so? And you, you mentioned a couple of times about the female empowerment piece, which I think is fa- fantastic. And it's, it's a long time coming in in that women are finally, slowly, finally starting to have a stronger voice that's more at least in some parts of the world that's more on par with with their male counterparts has that risen out of obviously from your past trauma your past experiences has allowed you to you know you can go two directions one you can either grow down in a hole and disappear which you Mm -hmm. did for a while but but the other side of that is come back out bigger and stronger than ever and i think that's sounds like what's happening here but did it also grow out of sort of the last couple years of things that have been happening in the United States and around the world as far as female empowerment and females having a voice and using their voice.
1: You know, at the end of the day, it's always a time for that. It's always a time for, to support sisters. There's always a time to, you know, of course now it's almost like the, just globally on par with like a lot of other, you know, uh, issues around the world. Everything from, you know, Black like Lives Matter to, you know, to trans rights to, you know, everything is important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to, to to also understand the part that we individually play in upholding a certain status quo in whatever way, shape or form, right? So I also happen to have, you know, a daughter and... Um, so it's important to me that when she steps out into the world, she has the tools to, to the best of her ability to, uh, you know, to say, to say no, to speak up, to, to feel, to feel empowered, to feel supported. And so it's not, um, you know, it's so complex and it's so multi-layered. It's everything from what do you do when you are, you know, when you're standing in line at a store and you're watching, a, uh, you know, the cashier being treated a certain way by like somebody who's paying and, you know, like it can be their language. It can be like a sentence. It can be anything. What do do? do we, are we just going to be passive or are we going to say something? Are we yeah. going to, you know, if you, uh, you know, if you're walking down the streets behind a woman, uh, you, a woman, or man, but, but especially <laughs> like a man, you know, and, and it's late at night and nobody else is around do you make yourself like you know it's it's just having the awareness of how we affect one another and the the trauma that needs to be both held accountable and also to be acknowledged in uh, finding tools to undo that right sure
0: sure To to undo
1: right so you know, I'm one person, I ain't going to be saving the world. But <laughs> what I can do is I can, I can talk to people like you and I can say the things that I say and I can create from my individual world in, in response to and in addition to and um, in support of and from a place of joy and love and, you know, trauma being healed and that I know will transmute. Sure to what extent I don't know, but I know that that's my part. and my purpose is to create beauty and and hold space. What else is there?
0: What, well what I'm really excited for, I mean your music, so I've only experienced the music that you've already put out obviously and it's yeah. beautiful and it has all the things that we've talked about and I'm really excited for people hearing this podcast to listen to that music but you've really set the stage and and have enticed us all to hear the new iteration that comes out of the new music so so i really hope that people who listen to this podcast will stick along that journey in a few months from now i'll come back to you maybe we should get together in a few months and we can talk about well, this new music that you, that you drop out. I want to get into a couple of deep, not that we haven't been deep at all because we've been, you've gone pretty deep, but I want to kind of get into some deep questions about art, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Why should we care about art?
1: I, th- I think that at the end of the day, art is is what connects us to uh, to our souls. It's where we can experience ourselves in a higher, it's, it's like church again. So when you, when you connect to something, connect to art, mm. uh, whatever that you enjoy, whatever triggers you, then you get to experience other, it unlocks other parts of you, you know, and that in itself is a gift that you can then bring to those around
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. Art, art touches your soul. I think you said, and which is good. Yeah. It's, what, what's one piece of advice you would give to someone who's starting out as an artist, whether it's a musician, a singer, or some other type of artist?
1: I would just say, uh, do it. Trust, trust your gifts. And yeah. yeah, you might suck now, but honey, if you keep at it, like you're not gonna suck forever because you, you learn, right? Right. And, and creativity doesn't have a due date. You, you as an artist you as a creative force and with that I mean creativity comes in many ways right so for instance for me I have learned that my my nature my who I am it, it, creativity doesn't it's not a, it's not a switch that is uh, flowing all the time it's not like a faucet where it's like oh you turn it on and it's just water coming <laughs> continuously. My animal looks like, okay, I will be hella creative for like, uh, for some months. And then suddenly it will be like the tap is turned off. In that moment, I don't, I don't doubt anymore. Like I know that creativity will come back. It's, it's an ever existing thing. As long as we are existing, you're going to be always, you're always going to be creative. It is just that your system Uh, Or at least mine needs time. It's like it's like a bear. My bear goes. My creative bear goes into hibernation, and when it (laughs) does, I know that whatever happens between that moment until the bear wakes up again and wants to go out and get berries and eat salmon and fuck or whatever, you know, uh, whatever movies I watch, uh, art that I see, uh, conversations I have with people, uh, books I read whatever it is the the input is endless if you will and but i'm very conscious that whatever comes in it, it it's going to have a um there will come a time where uh the appropriate output will will be there because my bear is going to wake up what, what's
0: so, our, if you, i was i was going to ask you how do you know when the bear wakes up or how do you know when the water turns back on? The creative water turns oh, yeah, back on. Oh, I,
1: yeah, I can feel it. I can feel, uh, you know, I will get ideas. I can watch a movie, and then suddenly there will be some music in the background. So let's say something scenic. Like, it's not not, not somebody else's, um, not like a singer-songwriter thing, but just a, you know, like, a, just a soundtrack of it. And suddenly there will be, like, a line that will form in my head and then i will need to record that and then suddenly Mm. i will hear chords and i will sit down on the piano and i'll noodle that out or i go and just start producing you feel you feel
0: the juices start to flow again like from yourself like kind of emanate from within yeah
1: yeah yeah it's it's like i can i've done it so for so long now that i can tell when uh it can even be a like a buddy sensation where i just feel like oh i mm, something that something is going on like i i got i'm starting to, to have something to give like something is something wants to come out something something's there yeah yeah
0: yeah you know? yeah for sure i want
1: to move a little bit oh so, something's going on inside me like okay <laughs> all right the bear one. okay okay it's time
0: yeah yeah for sure on the continuation of, of advice you'd give to someone starting out, what do you think holds people back from becoming professional artists or or being the best they could be as an artist?
1: Self-sabotage.
0: In, in what form? People
1: self-aware uh, they are not willing to do what, they, what, what it takes. If you don't know something, fucking go out and get the information. Find it. Yeah. Do it. It's of course it's about self-worth, lack of self-worth, doubting, doubting that you got some something worthwhile, maybe being perfectionists. You know, we have attachment to ideas of what it is that we want to see happen. Right. And then we do this thing where we like and and unconsciously we kind of like that's that's the goal. So if anything shows up that veers away from said goal that you have in your mind's eye people are not willing to kind of go well maybe this is gonna get me there quicker faster you know it's gonna you know in a better way so yeah lord there's there's a there's a lot of those things
0: yeah so and, I- and, and
1: and yeah and so and then i then i just watch people um you know not not willing. Okay, I will say this. I understand that there's so much out there, and it can make any one of us incredibly overwhelmed, right? Because mm-hmm. like, where the fuck do you start? Okay, so you know, like being being an indie artist today, while well, it can be pretty daunting, I get it you know you have to write the music then you have to compose it then you have to sing it or perform it or play it you know and making a record and or a, one piece of music that's just that's just half of the job done right. then when you have that then it's like okay how the hell do i get heard and seen and then it's like oh then you need to be on all these platforms and how to understand them apples and then you need a marketing, and then there's the promotion and the and the music video. And then so, and then you start getting to feel like, oh, but shit, like, oh, I don't have all this money. Like, I need money to do X, Y, Z, and I need, and I get it. Like we can be great at being creative, but we suck at everything else. Meaning yeah. we, like <laughs> we don't understand like the business side, that's not who we necessarily are. So then we are suddenly beholden or, or at the mercy of finding people who, who can take that role, who are good at that? Like, you know, so, so you can kind of plug your ship, you know, sort of speak, you know, where you can get to where you want to go and outsource what, what it is that you either don't want to do or that you suck at.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's, I find that, okay, use your creativity in a similar way and know that, the way you eat a fucking elephant is one bite at a time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You know? So l- literally chip away at it. Just don't stop. Do what you can do now. And for God's sake, write it down. Like, what is your goal? Like, what do you want to do? Even if it's just, okay, you're making some music and you want to put out a single. All right, make a plan. Set up, like, when When do you want to to come out and maybe even put down like how, how many streams do you want? Like you need to quantify on a piece of paper, like you need to quantify what do you want Mm -hmm. so that you can see it. So you understand what your goal is. And too many people, it's a little bit like throwing the stuff up against the wall, seeing if, if it sticks.
0: Right. So it's just
1: kind of like willy nilly, not really understanding, you know, you need to have a goal, and because it's going to make it easier for you to understand what it is that you're working towards. Even if you don't meet, even if you don't meet that goal in said time, at least you'll be able to quantify how much of that goal you were able to reach. And then it's also going to be more fun because you're going to be able to kind of see, oh, oh, I, I was able to contact, contact, um, you know, these many whatever online, you know, bloggers, magazines, influence, you know, whatever. All right. Maybe out of, a, even if, it, even if you contacted like a uh, hundred online magazine, music magazines, maybe seven of them wants to profit fit, maybe 20, but you need to put in the work.
0: Right, right, right. You right. need to put in the work. I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of things there. Just take one of them is see if I can boil this down take massive elephant. action <laughs> the elephant mm-hmm. ele- you know what the elephant's saying is one of my favorites because it's a, an area i think that i would get hung up in a lot of like overwhelmed people i think it's very easy for especially as an artist to get overwhelmed and the, the idea is you just got to start you just got to do something but so just the, do it but the other side of that is know your outcome right like no yes like you said no have a goal know where you want to end up so that yes. you may not know the path but you have to travel it so you need to start and yes, we can use all. Kinds and then of-
1: things are gonna unfold. Things are gonna right. unfold. Right.
0: right, And
1: also, and also, at the end of the day, well, especially if you're, you know, you're doing music, you know, at the end of the day, fucking have fun, like fucking have <laughs> fun, enjoy what it is that you're doing, honey. Like you're, you're doing it to en- to enjoy it, you know. And that that joy in itself is, you know, you are then. It's like it's the easiest. Fuel, because you're just inspiring yourself by having the joy in it, you know.
0: Right. And then right, you wake right. up
1: another day, and it's like, oh my god, I can't wait to get like in front of my computer and produce the shit out of this thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. Have fun. What did you say? You said fucking have fun. Like, fucking that, I think
1: have fun. I think that
0: wraps fun. it all up right there. That's that's uh-huh. that's the in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking have fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh
1: and implement a lot of fuck it like if it doesn't work fuck it if people don't like what it is that you do fuck it it's okay it's all right you know you, there's gonna be listen we all have a few thousand of people in this massive world that's gonna love what it is that you do everybody has um a, a niche a place you know you just need to you know they just need to find you,
0: right? You know? Right. Right. So continue,
1: right. don't stop, have fun, and fuck it. Just implement a lot of like, it's okay. Don't take it so personally. It's I all like good. Like
0: that. Fuck it. It mm. didn't work out. Fuck it. Let's try That's again. right.
1: <laughs> because here's the thing: even if it doesn't fucking work out, it means maybe you weren't supposed to go that route. It's like when you are driving down a road and it and you see, oh, detour you know what, honey? Great. Somebody else made that decision for you. All you need to do is just follow the detour. And then you get right back up onto the highway and just a little further down the line. And maybe, maybe you even find this sweet little spot and somebody's like, put out like, oh, homemade honey. And you just happen to want some homemade honey. (laughs) Like there's some magic in detours.
0: Absolutely. You just, you you just
1: need, you just need to trust it. Say that again. There is magic in the
0: detours. Yeah,
1: you just need to trust it.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I well, Zia Land, we are so excited to hear your new music when it comes out later this year. And uh,
1: well, I, I did want to say that the, I would like to tell you the new moniker in which okay. I will be releasing this.
0: Is this is this an exclusive? Mm-hmm. Is this a, is this like an exclusive right here, or do other people already know this? Can I drop no, this on the nobody, world? <laughs> y-
1: you, could, you could drop this on the world, honey. This, this is exclusive right here exclusive. on the Art Unknown
0: podcast. The <laughs> Land is coming out with some new music under the name. Go.
1: Of Glitter Mouth.
0: Glitter Mouth. Glitter like. like glitter, glitter and nest? mouth. Glitter Mouth.
1: Mouth oh. like. Oh, Glitter Mouth. Except that it's, it's or not except, it is spelled um instead of O U T H in mouth, it's X X T H. Because we gotta put a little uh, spice in there, honey. Glitter oh, mouth. X-X-T-H. We can't make X-X-T-H. it too easy
0: for people. So it's it's so glitter g l i t t e r m x x t h Yes. Glitter mouth. Oh, yes, oh, I that's know. exclusively that's dropped associated. here on the art unknown podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, that was my first ever exclusive, uh, bit of juice. Thank you for that glitter oh. mouth. We're so excited yes. for glitter mouth.
1: Glitter mouth. It's just, mm, yes. Glitter mouth. It's, oh honey.
0: I'm excited where the magic.
1: For yeah. Magic, magic's coming. <laughs>
0: all right we can well, we can do
1: it we can do another little exclusive like uh you know closer to october honey
0: that sounds fantastic that sounds fantastic do you have any last piece of advice or words of wisdom to share with the art unknown audience
1: no just that i am uh very grateful that you invited me
0: to be a part of this oh well, it's no been thank, fun. thank you the honor is all mine for sure uh i appreciate it thank you again Land. oh before we get off the air let's Make sure that people know how to find you. Although, I had googled you the, for the very first time, Zialand, Z I A L A N D, land, and you own the first page of Google. Everything's all about you. So,
1: it's all uh, about me,
0: baby. The,
1: <laughs> Whatever.
0: It's all about you. You have your your website zialand.net, and all the socials come up. Music comes up. Your videos. What is the best way for people to get a hold of you? or to get in touch with you or to get connected with you? How would you like people to connect with Zealand?
1: Well, you can do that on the website, as you said, the Zeland.net. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Zealand Music, Facebook, Zealand Music, Twitter, ZLN Music. It's all there.
0: It's all ZLand.
1: It's all Zealand, it's Z-I-A-L-A-N-D. So it should be fairly easy finding me.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, you're on the first page of Google. So, thank you yeah. again for being on the podcast. Thank you for your time. And thank you, Zia Land, aka Glitter Mouth. <laughs> we love you, and thank you again.
1: Thank you so much, Jim.
0: The music from this episode of the podcast is, of course, Zia Land. The song is Shelter off her explosive album, Unbridled and Ablaze. Check out Zia Land at zialand.net or wherever you listen to your music. Hi there. Now that the episode is finished and you're looking for something to do, head on over to artunknownstore.com where you'll find the latest in active wear and accessories, infused with artwork exclusively from art unknown podcast artists. And as a special bonus, podcast listeners will receive 10% off any order. Yay! Just enter discount code AUPODCAST when you check out. Once again, that's artunknownstore.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to feed your soul with art. Here
1: comes the distance between eyes.